0: Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. A second scripture lesson from the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 to 46. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him... Then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. and these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. I once heard a story about a brand new pastor who wanted to make a big impression during his first sermon at his new church. So that first Sunday, Unshowered and unshaven, he dressed in his mangiest outfit and showed up in front of the church early, long before the service started. Pulling a knit cap down over his ears, he curled up in a sleeping bag on the steps in front of the main doors of his new church. As the congregation arrived, you can imagine how this went, not knowing who he was and assuming he had spent the cold night out on the church steps. Some greeted him compassionately. These gentle lambs invited him into the church parlor. They offered him coffee, a snack, and a clean change of clothes, while some others having no idea that this was their new pastor who might one day visit them in the hospital or officiate their funerals, grumbled under their breath, just loud enough for him to hear these old goats express their concern about the decline of the neighborhood and criticized public transportation for bringing this kind of people out to their part of town. During the prelude imagining that their new pastor would show up clean-shaven and dressed in a black robe. Everyone in the congregation was surprised to see the man that some had greeted with compassion and others with contempt walk down the aisle and up to the pulpit where he quoted our second scripture lesson from the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus said, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. Truly, I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, so you did it to me. Today is the Sunday we call Christ the King Sunday. It's the last Sunday of the church year before Advent begins. Today we remember that while there were pharaohs in ancient Egypt who were honored with pyramids and gold, that while there were emperors who ruled the Roman Empire with impunity, and while the sun never set on the land governed by Louis XIV of France... We bow our heads before a monarch far greater, for we call Jesus the King of kings and Lord of lords. We call him the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Today we say that he will reign over the nations forever and that his kingdom will have no end. And so long as we desire to remain in his good graces, we must understand That this king of ours had no typical throne room but was born in a manger. If we want to hear him say at the end of our days, well done my good and faithful servant, we must understand that in his lifetime he associated with the outcasts of society and as he died he was executed as a common criminal with a thief by his side. Given his nature, must we push our neighbors aside to kiss his ring or bow before him? Should we amass great riches of silver or gold to lay our offerings at his feet? Can we impress Jesus the way we try and impress our neighbors with the best car in the driveway or the greenest lawn on the street? As Jesus considers those who will enter into his kingdom. Will he examine our resumes? Will he give us one last credit check to see how our credit is? My friends, a good credit score will get you a car and a mortgage, but it can't get you into the kingdom of heaven. For entry into the kingdom of heaven, what is required according to the Gospel of Matthew? but a letter of reference from the poor. Well, we can't always impress the powers of the world this way. Our second scripture lesson makes clear what the Lord requires of us. For when we look into the eyes of the thirsty, the downtrodden, the lost, the afflicted, the marginalized and rejected, we may well be looking into the eyes of Jesus himself. For he said, Truly I tell you, just as you did it for one of the least of these, so you did it for me. In other words, should you be the kind of person who lives by the dictum, it's not what you know but who you know, then recognize this truth with me today. Get to know the friendless and get to know the Lord. Rub shoulders with the imprisoned and make it through the pearly gates. While the hungry may not get us that promotion, while the naked can't get our kid in the starting line up, while the thirsty can't help us skip the line to get the newest iPhone. Take Jesus at his word this morning when he says, when you welcome the stranger, you have welcomed me. This morning, let us take Jesus at his word when he says that the time will come when the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats and the only thing that will matter then, the factor that will set one apart from the other is who has shown kindness to those Society rejects. Now that's a plain enough message from the Gospel of Matthew. It's a clear enough message, but it's a counter cultural message. Yet Jesus is always counter cultural. Even here in Marietta, Georgia, remember that Jesus is always counter cultural, and the ways we've Conform to Marietta, Georgia may be habits that enable us to advance in all community while keeping us out of the kingdom of heaven. For entry into the kingdom of heaven requires us to act a little bit differently. The followers of Jesus must learn new ways of being. Future residents of the new heaven and the new Earth can't settle in to the right here in the right now, adopting the ways of this fallen world, right? Presbyterian minister should never ask a question and expect the congregation to answer back. That's not what we do here, is it? Let me just keep going. (sighs) My friends, while we have these wonderful schools that will help our kids get ahead in the world, and while we pay so much attention to their their grades and their extracurricular activities, because we want our kids to get into Georgia... Even Georgia isn't everything. (laughs) Eternal life requires its own work of preparation. Now, don't let that scare you. Heaven may be easier to get into than the University of Georgia. According to columnist, a columnist in the Marriott Daily Journal, years ago, his letter of acceptance to the University of Georgia came addressed to him or current resident. (laughs) Georgia's not like that anymore. It doesn't work like that these days. These days, in order for a kid to get into Georgia, he needs a tutor and a good ACT score plus letters of recommendation. So I say, help your kids get into college. But don't forget to teach your children what they need to know and how they need to behave in order to get into the kingdom of heaven. Pay attention to how your kids and your grandkids act around poor people. If your kids don't know how to act around people who don't look like them, whose whose parents make less money, or if your kids don't know how to talk to their classmates who have unwashed hair, threadbare clothes on their back, or the wrong shoes on their feet, then remember what Jesus said, just as you did it to the least of these, so you did it to me. I've been watching too much TV lately and so I have in my mind these plot lines and these characters that I've seen. Have you been watching The Gilded Age? I heard an answer to that question, Presbyterian. thank you. Some of y'all have been watching The Gilded Age, that's good. The Gilded Age is just like Downton Abbey, except it takes place in New York City. In In the episode last week, the duke was coming to town from England. Everyone wanted to be seated next to him and to sit next to the duke. You had better know which glass to drink from with which course and what to do with that tiny little fork at the top of your place setting. In high society, knowing how to deal with silverware matters. So I want our kids to know all about this kind of thing. Our daughter Lily has been to social class, which will get her far in life. Table manners will get you far. But Jesus will not be checking for good table manners for entry into the kingdom of heaven, will he? No. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) According to our gospel lesson, he'll be watching for which hungry people get fed by whom. For when we fed the least of these, we fed him. Knowing that when we feed hungry people, that what we do for the least of these, we've done for Jesus. How might we better use our Saturdays? A few weeks ago, I took our daughter Cece up to this place up near Cartersville so she could play in a basketball tournament all day Saturday. And I was glad to drive her up there because I love to watch that kid play. But at the tournament was a crowd of parents all cheering for their kids, wanting to see their kids do well. With that many parents and that many kids, it was a pressure cooker in there. We were all yelling at the rest. We were yelling at the other team. We were yelling at our kids. One dad and one grandmother had to be escorted out of the place. Why do we do this kind of thing? It's because we want our children to do well. We want our kids to make whatever team they try out for. All parents want their kids to do well because only those who can really play well get to make the team. However, Jesus will not require that we can make a foul shot before we walk through the pearly gates, will he? Y'all are getting good at this and I like it. <laughs> what then should we be teaching our kids? How then should we be living ourselves? Rather than line, rather than a line out the door to get them into the right preschool. There ought to be a line right out the door around the Cobb County jail so that we can go visit the people Jesus called us to visit. There ought to be a line right around the block to volunteer for our food distribution ministry because Jesus says, if you fed them, you fed me. We all ought to have empty closets to clothe the naked. We all ought to be digging wells in arid regions of our world because those who give a drink to the thirsty have given a drink to Jesus himself. Those who give a drink to the thirsty are getting in. And those who haven't, that's there in verse 46. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is a harsh gospel lesson. Yet it is easy to understand what Jesus means here. It is even easy for us to do what Jesus commands If only we'd put our minds to it. Yet our minds, my mind, isn't always in the right place. I told you before that I've been watching a lot of TV. I've been watching too much TV lately, really. So I've watched all the good shows and now I've moved on to the boring stuff. I've even been watching documentaries lately. And I was watching a documentary last Wednesday morning about the holy relics of Europe Did you know that when Notre Dame burned, the fire department had to go in to find the crown of thorns? For generations, believers have traveled far, gone on pilgrimages to get close to holy relics, be it the crown of thorns or the shroud of Turin. No doubt that these are priceless items worthy of respect and veneration. But people go miles to visit them so that they might feel close to Jesus. While Jesus says, right here in the Gospel of Matthew, when you have served the least of these, you've served me. We don't have to travel halfway around the world to be close to Jesus. We can just go next door. We can just go around the corner. We can just line up at the mush shelter or our own pantry on Polk. We don't have to... Get on a plane to go visit Jesus. For he is all around us all the time. All we must do is open our eyes and our hearts to the people our society has conditioned us to be indifferent towards. Am I right? Yeah. I just want to see if you do it one more time. <sighs> Friends, let us let go of what our society has taught us about getting ahead in this world. For getting ahead in the kingdom of heaven comes down to how well we have served the least of these. For in serving them and holding their hand, we have held the hand of Christ himself, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia, or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.